Hey besties. Um thank you thank you so much. I've received so much amazing, great positive feedback from my first episode and I've finally shared it on my story on my public Instagram story. And I appreciate each and one of you, all my listeners, um and all the feedback. They really make me feel like I can keep going with this and um even if there weren't any I still would because I want to do this for myself and but it really does help when you guys say even the tiniest little bit of it thank you so much so I don't know how much I'll be posting like how often if I'm gonna have a set schedule um I probably should like a strategy and all that stuff but I really want to be like more genuine and show like really show you not my life but like how like how a normal person would go about their day or their thoughts or feelings talking like just like talking to a friend or a bestie um because there are there yeah there are some episodes or podcasts that are super set and they have a schedule and they have and everything is perfect yada yada um but i don't want to depict that because it's not true uh everyone or at least me i have some good productive days or weeks but we also have some lows and days where we just don't want to do anything or we don't feel like it we don't have the energy because there are other things going in our lives that we have we don't have space in our heads to process and sometimes we need days that we're we don't need to think too much like for example i love watching like shows or movies on like streaming platforms like like some people like okay like netflix yes a lot of people have that but i have netflix disney plus amazon prime um and crunchyroll (laughs) that's like that's a lot of services uh streaming services and like i have no idea how i had have time to watch so many things but somehow i do or i just make my time just to like unwind and just not think about or escape in a way my life or my thoughts to just be immersed in another world like I love anime and that helps me get into that other mindset where I'm just like wow power friendship or the cutest love story it's just it's just comforting for me and I know that some other people rewatch their favorite TV shows, and and I read that um, it's a common action for those with depression because it's quite comforting and it's it's a static thing that is constant in their life. So they like rewatching their favorite TV shows. But yeah. Um, I watch so much and you know like hustle culture I think I've mentioned this in one of my previous episodes it's quite toxic because it makes me feel like I'm lazy like I choose to like yes I choose to watch these shows and everything but I see people on Instagram like they're doing so much they're doing art they're doing poetry and i love it i love it for them but my head goes into comparing what i'm doing like what am i doing i'm just like watching a netflix show after work like i could be doing something cool like doing a podcast um but sometimes i just really don't feel like it and that's okay I really think that's okay because we 
can't be productive all the time. Like, I don't think, like, a normal work schedule is, like, the 9 to 5, 7 and a half hours a day or 8, 5 days a week. Like, that's not normal. Like, we made that normal as, like, a society because after the Industrial Revolution, we needed more, like, we just wanted to keep evolving as an economy and capitalism and all that which is great in a perspective because there are people who can work hard enough and they get to the lifestyle that they want to but sometimes like most of us I think are really tired of it especially with COVID during the pandemic I feel Like, a lot of us realize that capitalism and how our society functions is not helpful to our physical and mental health. And this hustle culture, girl boss vibes or whatever, I've seen so many memes about those before, too. And... Yes, I'm all about being your own boss and being a girl boss. But Loki is kind of like, why do you have to put girl in front of the boss? Like, why can't we just be bosses? Like, but okay, <laughs> that's another tangent. Um, but yeah, girl boss culture too. Like, we always gotta be independent and always on doing something and being assertive and yes those are all great and I love that for us we're getting there but like how did it become toxic like why did it become to a point where we're comparing ourselves to others that are doing so much better or whatever doing way more and then we just like feel like shit or like we feel like a lazy piece of shit but yeah it's one of my perspectives on it i'm like in between because i do believe we should push ourselves to the very best versions we can be but not to a point where it compromises our mental health we need time to rest and that nine to five five days a week is so not normal like we used to be just wild beings naked in the forest just eating berries like how amazing is that like yes we'd have to hunt sometimes but then that's when we learn like we can eat meat and cook it i've noticed that like the more we learn as humans the more work we give ourselves and trust me i love learning i love learning new things new um skills new experiences but life does get harder it's like a video game it doesn't like Like, people say life gets easy, but (laughs) um, I think life is more like a video game because the more you accomplish, like, you finish a level, the harder the next level becomes. And that's what I think about us humans and society in general. The more we learn about new things, like, even, like, societal things like learning to um learning to properly um to use pronouns on on people because before we didn't really understood understand or learn anything about that but now we have and now we do we're getting more awareness and it's amazing the more awareness on these type of issues is fantastic but I can tell from 
other people who are struggling to learn these things they want to but they're struggling to remember to always be respectful and it it's because we've we've had this like these habits that we've learned when we were kids or just generational things that it's quite more difficult to unlearn them but yeah I don't know why we always make our lives harder um or each other we kind of like push each other there are so many good benefits and good things on this perspective but I want to shed light on some not so good things like it can be hard and just because it's hard doesn't mean it's good and that's speaking from a Capricorn who always chooses the harder path because we know that it will benefit us more because we'll be learning more and how to deal with harder and more difficult situations so me telling you besties to uh chill (laughs) and stop working so hard sometimes just have that deserved rest that you need so much for your physical and mental is quite funny Uh, Capricorns love to work hard, but it's because we play harder. Like, if you've ever partied with a Capricorn, it's the best. We are the best. Like, people say Leos, oh, they're the life of the party. But they're always the life of the party. Do they have any rest with this partying? <laughs> but when Capricorns, it's time to play oh my god we go all out (laughs) uh i used to be a club promoter because i wanted to get me and my friends into clubs for free and get free drinks or whatever and just have fun and yeah it was fun at first but then it got so like it felt like more of a job because i had to meet a quota and everything and sometimes my friends are busy or they have different schedules and I was like nah this is too much this is more like a job even though it was kind of getting paid and I was like "Ah, it's not worth it I want to value the time that I do get to party because nowadays it's like pretty rare well obviously because of COVID but after I quit being a club promoter then Anytime I would go to the club, it's really, really special because I don't, I wouldn't go as often as I would before, which is okay and which is great. And I realized I like to party hard. Super random too. I just remembered the word in my previous episode that I was struggling to remember. It's called charades. That's what I do. I play charades all the time because I don't know the words that I'm trying to say because my head's going a thousand miles per hour and I'm like, it's everything but it's nothing. (laughs) What a lag. Such a lag. Anyway, (laughs) um, damn, it's already been 14 minutes of me talking to you besties. Um, I wanted to make this third episode, um, a bit more personal and more in-depth of my story. I don't know how to say depth. It's such a weird spelling. English is so weird. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I want you besties to understand who I am, even if it's just a little bit. So what I say on the podcast makes a bit more sense. Um, my thoughts on things or whatever I talk about, honestly. 
and why I have such strong feelings on specific topics, like for this one, mental health. Today is the last day of Mental Illness Awareness Week, Saturday, yeah, and and I want to get a bit more personal with you, besties. Um, I feel like this is much scarier than my first episode. I feel like my first episode, I had a lot of adrenaline because <laughs> I was nervous. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be a bit more of who I am. So let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. How am I gonna start this? So when I was in, I think, 11th grade, I was in a boarding school in Victoria, BC, like this little tiny island next to Vancouver, and I was in an all-girls boarding school. Um, Yeah, super fun. I did have some great memories and lifelong friendships from there but I was so depressed and I could blame it on the boarding house and how they treated us girls and the students but I just also was going through my own mental problems and when I finally started to realize it myself, um, I started going to the counselor there. And in our first session, she told me to get a piece of paper and make a timeline of your life, whether um, the good and the bad. So the lines going up are the good moments and the lines going down are the bad moments and so this little homework i did by myself in my room um got me crying like it gave me a perspective of my life and I appreciated all the good things and I really felt grateful for them. But then looking at all my bad moments or sad moments, doesn't have to be bad. Um, I almost felt pity for myself and I hate feeling pity for myself. I don't like that feeling and I don't want to experience it. Because I don't want to get into a victim mentality. But I also had to realize that I've gone through stuff. I've gone through trauma that I didn't process or even had a second thought of it. Because I just wanted to forget it. To uh, move on with my life. Like, okay, yep, that's that's happened. It's the past. Past is the past, right? But it really does affect our present if we don't confront it properly and process it. And one of the first entries I have on this little paper that I still have is that I got this huge cooking set for Christmas. And it was the one where you can just push it. Like it's like a cart. Had all the little gear and everything. And it made me so happy. I think that was like the first Christmas gift I remember. And then this the second entry was when I was in like second grade or first grade. I lied to one of my friends. One of my friends um, that I was in a club with her called Arts and Craft. Even though I was in a club called math math whiz or whatever like just doing math problems because i love math <laughs> when i was a kid 
but I also wanted to do arts and crafts, especially when, like, literally my only friend at that time. And I got, I got in so much trouble from the teacher, teachers, and my parents too, well, my mom specifically. And I got spanked for that. I was so sad. I just wanted to do something that I actually wanted, but I made a mistake of signing up for another class that I thought I really liked. But man. When you're a little kid, like, these little things mean so much to you, and they're so big. And that's why childhood trauma and all that really affect you as an adult. Um, These are not the traumas uh, that I'm, like, talking about. These are just the little entries that thought I was, thought it was kind of cute and funny. Um... But when it all started going down for me was when I started dating my first boyfriend. I don't know if I really counted him as a boyfriend, but it did really affect me and how I saw love. So yeah, I guess I'll count him as a boyfriend. Um, I was, I think I was in like seventh grade and... I thought it was like true love, of course, it's your first love and everything, or that's what you think. And looking back at it, it was quite toxic. We both didn't know anything (laughs) or how to function in a relationship. It was quite patriarchal, patriarchal, I don't know how to pronounce that, but I know know you know what I mean. Um, yeah, there's the times that where he he would like to give a lot of gifts. That was his love language. And my love language is just uh, spending quality time and words of affirmation. But his was like gifts. And I love Reese's Cups, and I still do. I'm sorry. Please don't come at me if I'm saying Reese's wrong. But, yeah. Anyway, he gave me whole bag of Reese's cups and I was like oh my god that's amazing and I just like put it down for just one second because I I needed to because it was like a huge bag and I was like doing something else and then he got so mad at me that he was calling me like oh she's such a bitch like in front of me to his friends oh she's such a bitch blah 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 calling me names a hoe a whore and i'm like what i'm in seventh grade yo like that hurts i you you can say that oh i'm joking blah 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 it's just because you did this and that that is so manipulative and i was such well i still am i'm such a romantic when i was in a school trip for um and just visiting France when I was looking with my friends. Such a great time. Uh, I'd write these letters to him as if I was talking to him in every restaurant. I'd take a napkin because I didn't have any paper, but I had a pen. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and I'd write like a love letter to him every day. Obviously, I couldn't send it, but I was going to give everything to him when I get back. And it shows, like, every napkin, every place I've been to, I would always be thinking about him. I know, I'm such a... I'm so cute. (laughs) But after I started to finally realize that maybe I really don't want to be in this relationship because I feel like I was crying more than... I was laughing and there was this like final straw was this one time he was just acting quite distant and weird and I felt like I was doing something wrong and then he came to school with all my stuff like we'd always walk home together so he had like his backpack with all the stuff that I gave him and my heart 
drops i'm like oh my god is he gonna break up with me and then he says the words he says yeah i want to break up with you here's all your stuff and i start crying i'm bawling i'm like what did i do i'm so confused i'm so sorry i started just apologizing not not even knowing what i did wrong and then he was like quiet then he started laughing then he was like oh i was just kidding it's a joke i just wanted to know how you'd react and i was like what the fuck i know besties that was so mean (laughs) and i was like I had such a weird feeling because I was like relieved because it was not real but then I was like wait hold up this is kind of fucked up (laughs) so yeah that was pretty much the last straw and then I was like you know what yeah it's not gonna work out so like I think a couple weeks after I was like yeah no I'm breaking up with you and it's for real it's not like I'm joking which is fucked up that I had to say that but yeah, then I I cried after that breakup because I really did love him. And it was just so sad how it had to be. And I couldn't even be on good terms with him after. Not even after a year. Because then he tried to take revenge. Like what? Okay, yeah, we were young. But I was like, Wow that ain't it so i had to no i didn't have to but as an eighth grader now like i was trying to find male validation through something else so i started sneaking out because my parents are really strict i'm sorry if you're hearing this um (laughs) but i started sneaking out from the house and i would like hang out with my friends because they had a later curfew and i got caught <sighs> and when my my parents are filipino so they're they're very into like the only thing you should be doing is studying and worrying about your future which obviously I was, but like I'm, I was like a preteen or teenager, so like, of course I'm gonna be going through these things. But they didn't want me to. Which now looking back at it, like I get it now. But as a teenager, yeah, I didn't get any of that. I don't think any of us would, for like you know back then. And so when I got caught, they were so mad at me, like. The words they used were so horrible. It made me feel like I was worthless. And and I disappointed them. And I had no future. It just, yeah, it, it gave me no hope. And the way that they were treating me afterwards was quite bad. Uh, silent treatment and just not giving me the time of day anymore because yeah i get it they're mad and i should have punishment for what i'm doing but i feel like there would have been a better lesson to um a better way to have learned this lesson and those words stuck to me because i started to internalize it and and I started self-harming myself. And it was a way for me to feel something. I don't know, because I felt like after I heard those words, I cried everything out. And and I was getting like hit a lot. I was so numb. I felt so numb. And then I felt like maybe doing this would help me just feel more alive and then I started having thoughts 
about not wanting to be in this world anymore because I felt like a burden to my parents. And then my parents found out that I started self-harming because they looked at my wrist and um, their reaction was not the best. It kind of traumatized me a bit more. Um, Yeah, my dad never hit me, ever. He'd always be the one that's kind of stops my mom for him from hitting me too much or when it's gone too far but this time when he saw it he felt like he he got offended because he was providing me everything um and giving all the love that um I would need and maybe he thought I he was giving me more than I should be getting so he got offended and and he he hit me for the first time and the only time because I self-harm this my mind was my heart was quite broken because I thought out of all people my dad would maybe understand but um yeah that really broke my spirit for a bit and and um this is where I started becoming a different person um not my usual bubbly uh, self back then I one good thing I saw on my little timeline that at the same time I also got my first skateboard and I got it with my best friend at the time uh, she got a longboard I got a skateboard because I really wanted to learn tricks and all and I um, customized it and everything I was super excited so that really helped me just to get my mind off things. Um, I'd go to the one skate park we'd have and just, you know, cruise around because I didn't know how to do any tricks then. But it was fun. I loved it. It was a little source of um, therapy for me. And um, I also first met my um second boyfriend and this was the boyfriend I really really got hurt from but okay we're not there yet um but yeah after that I met him and it was at this coffee house me and my best friend were singing imagine dragons radioactive i was the guitarist and she was a singer it was quite cute that was fun um all this time i kept sneaking out and also my dad had thyroid cancer and he had to take one thyroid out so he started taking meds and meds um affected his hormones and moods and he was really up and down, depressed, suicidal as well. It was quite scary for me, especially me going through also kind of the same thing and being a teenager. So um, that was that was a little traumatizing too. But yeah, um, I also with all of this, I started smoking. I know I said previously it was because I wanted my voice to be lower. Um, that was I think that was like one of my first reasons, like my main reason when I first started. But then I liked how it felt, that little head rush, and 
um, release of anxiety or stress. And then, so I kept continuing because of that. And as I was the most, I don't know if it's the most, but I was, as I was really quite depressed and didn't have anyone to talk to, um, in school, I was doing just fine. I was putting a facade, looking back at it now, that I was happy. I was successful, getting good grades. I just won <laughs> an election for being president of the school. However, this is a facade. I was a lie I was telling myself. But deep down, I was struggling. Then I got to graduate from there. Um, Saudi is a little different, so... Um, it was just ninth grade that we graduated. Then we have to go to boarding school. And out of all places, I chose Florida. South Florida. Like, what? Why didn't I learn anything about South Florida before trying to move there? Like, have y'all seen all those, like, Florida man does this. And it's fucking crazy dumb shit like you just search up like like type in your birthday and put florida man search it on google and you'll definitely find something it's crazy it's so funny um but to live there oh my god no especially as like a minority oh i hated it i hated florida um but I always tried to have fun anyway. Like, I've wanted um, a warm, tropical place because it's just so much better. Um, but the people, the culture, hell nah. And then I got caught into some bad people. I don't know if I should even call them bad people. I did put myself in this situation. Because of fucking male validation as a teenage girl. It really does a number on you, doesn't it? But, um, I like this guy. And I wanted to hang out with him. So the one time I got to, I had to sneak out of the boarding house. And... Um, we were supposed to go all with his friends as well to a party, a house party, and there were supposed to be other girls, and so I was like, ooh, cool, I want to bring my friends too, and they're like, no, we don't have enough room in the car, and I was like, alright then, um, didn't see it as a red flag, and I was just like, yeah, let's go, and I went with them. We started drinking, and it was just, like, him and his, all his, like, friends. They're much older, too. I was in 10th grade, sophomore. And they were, like, senior, or he was a junior, and they were all other, his friends were seniors. And they had drinks, and I was like, ooh, I don't really drink that much because Saudi doesn't have any drinks. So I was like, yeah, let's drink. And I didn't know what my limitations were. And I just kept drinking. They kept pouring me shots. And I was like, yo, so where are the girls? And they're like, oh, yeah, they're coming, blah, blah, And then next thing I know, um, it was pitch black. And I woke up in my dorm room, in my bed. Um, my hair is like damp and have a massive headache, a bruise on my head, and my pants halfway down. And that, that felt horrible. That was the, I think one of my lowest lows in this timeline. And... 
later i found out months later literally i think two days before my birthday um that there were pictures of me naked going around and it was that night and i was raped by not just that guy but those other guys as well and they even told me that oh by the way just keep it hush hush nothing happened you're fine um all this but then i found out later that they were lying of course and i also found out that i was put in the back of their trunk yeah they didn't want me in the car they just they wanted to hide me because they had to go through the gates so i was put in the trunk so that's where i got my big ass bruise because then they had to carry me out of the trunk I probably like hit a few <laughs> while they were driving and yeah for the longest time I didn't want to tell anyone this because I blamed myself I'm the one who snuck out I'm the one who said yeah I'll go with them I'm the one who ignored that red flag it's like I asked it I asked for this to happen and I was so I felt so shameful and um like days like the months after that incident I just felt horrible people were just talking about me saying I was like a slut a whore and calling me all these names and this is not the first time but this was like one of the worst times then i uh got snitched on by them because they thought i was gonna snitch on them before um but i never had the guts to tell a teacher or an adult um so they snitched on me they told me that they told the school that i had weed in my dorm and they found it and I got expelled <laughs> but yeah fuck Florida uh everyone who knows me I hate Florida not just because of what happened because everything else pretty much and um then after that I became like a total reckless teenager like the ones you see from skins um also i love that show i think i glorified it way too much um but yeah i remember like stealing a golf cart too so i'm like back home then i got snitched on i was like fuck come on but like i was like all right fair enough um and then my uh, my brother died passed away um, he, he's much older, he's 13 years older than me, but he's, he's had, um, Down syndrome, epilepsy, and he can't really walk with his legs, he has to kneel when he wants to move, um, and he can't really talk, he kind of just makes sounds, um, and he was the best like he was he was just a source of pure happiness he loves music too he always gets so happy with it so we always play music around when he when he's awake and it's just a fun and pure time when he was around and so when he died it was kind of it was a really really sad time for our family and I loved him so much, but I felt so guilty because when he was around, I felt like I didn't appreciate him as much as I should. And that all the things that I got to have that he couldn't, I felt so 
undeserving of it because of how bad of a person I thought I was and how much of a pure soul he is yet he had to go through like go through life like that but I know he's in a better place now and he's one of the biggest reasons why I keep staying true to myself and stay so grateful for what I have even the littlest things even just learning how to talk yeah I'm not that great I'm not like a poet or or anything but I make the best out of it it's like so weird I'm like crying um because I have talked about this before when like with therapists with my friends and I've never really cried up in front of them or anything like I just didn't have that that feeling to the need to but right now when I'm just alone in this studio and just talking to a microphone to you besties um and really the feelings are so much stronger i don't know why i'm not crying besties you are don't mind me <laughs> uh but yeah yep I feel like this is more of a therapy session for me right now. Just talking to you besties. Um, yeah, I know you're not like talking to me at the moment real time. But knowing that you you are listening is, is helpful. Uh, so thank you again for listening besties. But yeah, I hope this little story of mine, my timeline, this is not even to where I am at the moment, because this is going to be a whole long ass podcast episode, but this is from the timeline I wrote when I was in 11th grade, and looking back at my life then and then I remembered I I don't think I went back for a second counseling session because of how embarrassed and ashamed of what I just wrote and I didn't want to show anyone but I did keep it to myself to just remind me it was a good reminder of how far I came and how I persevered I ha- I hung on tight um it was hard I, I felt like some some days my hands were so slippery or sweaty and it felt like almost all the fingers are coming off but I'm here I'm here with you besties and I'm so glad that that you're listening. And I hope this gives a little bit more context to who I am and why I have these topics I like to talk about because I have gone through it and and I'm sure the women listening to this too have gone through it because (laughs) these statistics really don't lie like two out of three two out of three women get sexually assaulted which is fucked um and depression suicide is scarily normalized not normalized but it's so common that it is it really says a lot about how the 
collective society the collective mental health is um like who who really is like just truly happy well i guess my brother was i hope like pure happy (laughs) he didn't really have responsibilities or worries that he had to uh, think about or overthink about he just kind of vibed out really just ate had, had fun listening to music and like I said in the previous episode ignorance is bliss and it's not that I'm saying that he was ignorant it was just he didn't understand what uh, what neurotypical people do or thought he had his own thing he was his own special vibe honestly and he was happy I can see that he was really happy. I know my parents really did everything they could to keep him happy, safe, and healthy. And I love that my parents always thought of him as a blessing. And I did too. I still do. They're still in my heart. Kuya. And yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, besties, for listening. This was a quite deep one. And can't believe I cried a little. But um opening wounds is is a little owie. That's not like opening, opening, but you know, like showing you what's under my what's underneath the band-aids um but yeah i hope you besties are doing great um i love you and please be kind to yourself and others of course and i hope 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 you have a good rest of your day or week on And hope you got something out of this. Or you just known a little bit of my secrets. It's whatever. Besties. It's out. It's out there now. And I'm not going to be afraid. (laughs) JK. I am terrified. But. We here. We out here doing this doing this life thing and i really don't know how to end this podcast besties so uh yeah oh bye